The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to today's Arrowhead Pride Chiefs Training Camp Report. It is Tuesday. Tuesday, August 2nd, uh, day six of Chiefs training camp has officially wrapped. So let me welcome in the leader of ArrowheadPride.com, the man who's never afraid to take it down one more button on the chest hair, Pete Sweeney. Pete? It's that time of, yeah, it's that time of year, Stephen. And also, let's let's be careful about calling it August 6th. You're not trying to age me another four days. I'm already, <laughs> I'm already old enough. But yes, day six training camp has concluded and and we just went through the pressers, and so now it, it'll be on uh, eyes on, on day, I guess, seven of this when, when we, we get through uh, this this update. Yeah, yeah. if you want me to be totally transparent about that, I just had a typo um, in my notes, um, <laughs> and I, I, I read it too fast, and I stumbled over it. So uh, just a peek behind the curtain a little bit. Uh, me fumbling the intro to today's Arrowhead Pride training camp report, but let's get into it, Pete. Uh, Patrick Mahomes apparently looked fine today after getting stepped on yesterday. Did you see, did he, did it seem like he was moving slow at all or the, the legs totally fine? No, I, I think it was much ado about nothing in, in that sense. Patrick Mahomes had a taped left ankle, which I tended to expect after what we saw yesterday. And he, he seemed to be moving perfectly fine. So this mini scare, it always is a mini scare when anything is wrong with your quarterback and it is all good. And now we, we move forward with Patrick Mahomes. I anticipate even the tapes ankle not being something that continues to happen probably as, as soon as next week. So I think he's all right. We can we can breathe a sigh of relief and focus on, on other players and, and make sure that Patrick Mahomes stays healthy. Yeah, if there was really any reason to worry, I, I think that he would not be on the practice field because <laughs> uh, this season kind of hinders on Patrick Mahomes. So uh, good to hear Patrick Mahomes doing fine and that leg is not anything serious that we need to worry about. Um, Obviously the biggest thing of the day from chiefs training camp, Orlando Brown jr. Is in the building. He was on the practice field on Tuesday, but it it seemed like they're kind of limiting his snaps. Is that correct? Pete? Yeah. Orlando Brown jr. Was back and it was good to see that he was in, in pads and he essentially was doing everything except for 11 on 11 scrimmages Uh, that included one-on-one. And I got to watch Orlando Brown go up against, Mike Dana twice. I thought Mike got him on the first one and Orlando Brown held up on, on the second one. So remember, if you if you go back to last training camp, he did struggle in that particular drill. So we'll continue to watch how he does uh, now that he's back in the mix. But yeah, the Chiefs are are 
having him do partial practices, it, it seems like for a few days, the way they usually go about this is we'll have Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of padded practice, and then Thursday will be a lighter day before a day off. So I would think that these days will be the acclimation period for Orlando Brown before he is a full go maybe on, on Saturday after that day off. Yeah, I think it's it's smart to get him back into the mix slow. Um, you know, he even mentioned it in his post practice press conference. Like, I've been away from football for a while. <laughs> like, it's been it's been a minute since I've been on the field with my teammates. So, I, I think it's smart to work him back in slowly. Uh, but the important thing is that we we've got the foundation of that starting offensive line in camp now, so we can see how they look yeah. moving forward. And, and Roderick Johnson's been doing it. And as Andy Reid has described it, he's been serviceable. So while that acclimation period is going on, I just want to make sure the detailing the fact that Johnson is entering the mix. So, uh, you know, as you start to make your 53-man roster, I, I think he's really become the clear backup left tackle. Uh, we, we didn't really want to see – we talked about it on this these reports. We didn't necessarily want to see him as the starting left tackle. But I think with all this experience, what you have is a pretty good backup if something were to happen to Brown. And so Robert Johnson continues to enter during those 11 on 11 periods as Brown adjusts to what is training camp. I want to ask you about uh, Chiefs rookie wide receiver Sky Moore, who did leave practice early. It looked like it was uh, a rep with uh, fellow rookie Nazee Johnson where uh, Sky Moore wound up getting up limping. But he did actually add, and Aaron Ladd pointed this out for us on Twitter, that he says he's okay. He says he's totally fine. He did walk up to the training facility himself. So hopefully uh, we don't need to hold our breath about Sky Moore very much. Nazee, you're a seventh rounder. This is the second <laughs> round wide receiver. It's precious cargo. What are we doing? Yeah, but it, the video has been out there. We have it on ArrowheadPride.com. Aaron Ladd who's, does a great job for KSHB 41, does a few things for us at Arrowhead Pride. I had a great video of what happened on the play. And what scared me initially was the fact that this was a hip injury. That's not usually the, the type of injury that, that you like to hear because there can be further complications. But the good news was that Sky Moore himself went on social media. I'm not exactly sure of, of which Chiefs social media it was, but he essentially said that he's okay. So we'll see when we see him again. I, I wonder if that'll be tomorrow. Or I wonder if the, the Chiefs are just taking their precautions and maybe give him an extra day. But it does sound like Sky Moore is okay. And Everyone breathes a sigh of relief on that one as well, as Moore is making the case to contribute on offense in in year one, even as early as the past few days, which we've talked about right here on the, the training camp reports. Yeah, all the hype that he's gotten early on. I, he's one of the players that I'm most excited to see in a game. Um, so please keep him healthy. Uh, glad to hear that he says he's going to be okay and, and that it seems like the Chiefs didn't take it uh, like it was too serious. I want to ask you, about Chris Jones, because I, I feel like, you know, it's common in training camp. We're focused on the young guys and the guys that we have question marks about. But Chris Jones is the superstar on that defensive line. I feel like we haven't talked about him that much, but it sounds like he's been a force the last two days since the pads went on. Yeah, once the pads come on, that's when I think you can really focus on the offense and defensive lines. And just like on the other side, like I would tell you in these one-on-ones, and I'll, I'll put it in my notes again today, Creed Humphrey's otherworldly. I, it, it is amazing that this guy's in the second year. He's like the, the movable object they were talking back in the, in the WWF days. Uh, and on the other side, it's Jones. Whenever Jones is matched up with anyone, it, it does seem like he is getting the better of it. And, you know, you're talking about an all-pro defensive tackle. And, like, sometimes what we see with Patrick Mahomes, and he makes these dazzling plays, we're sort of used to it, right? We've grown accustomed. Hey, hey, Patrick Mahomes is running to his right. There was a perfect spiral 
on the run with a sidearm. I think we've just grown accustomed to Chris Jones being able to dominate like he does. And so to me, that's maybe why he hasn't gotten a lot of buzz. But today in the one-on-one, press it again for the second day in a row. And I think Chris Jones will pick up right where he left off last year. Yeah, we we love to see it. Uh, we know he's that interior force for them. And hopefully he'll look even more dominant once they add Carlos Dunlap later in the week. Uh, I want to ask you about rookie linebacker Leo Chanel, uh, as is typical Spags fashion when it comes to uh, rookie defensive players. It seems like Leo Chanel is not necessarily getting the look to be a, a starting day one linebacker or anything like that for the team, but he has shown some flashes in camp. Yeah, I've been impressed with Chanel, and I think the, the big thing is you're going to start to be more and more impressed with him as they implement more of these stud periods, more of these tackle periods. We did see a full tackle period today where Ronald Jones was held up by one of those frontline defenders and in comes Leo Chanel like a bullet and rocks him. I put on Twitter and I know people were demanding video. We didn't put out video since it's it's 11 on 11. We're not technically supposed to do that. But let me tell you, uh, Chanel looks like a force. And with what you're saying, I think he's going to have a package designed for him, sort of like maybe Willie Gay did when it, when it came to blitzing in his uh, early season here in Kansas City, where if when Chanel enters the game, at least this year, because Elijah Lee's probably going to be that starting Sam, when Chanel enters the game, he'll be a player to watch. And I think there'll be a reason that he is in for that particular play. And I, I predicted it early on just because of the way he speaks. He likes the violence. He likes the physicality. He likes the contact. I think he's going to grow to be a fan favorite in Kansas City. Yeah, he's another player in this rookie class that I'm really excited to see. It feels like it's just Steve Spagnolo's MO. Um, yeah, we saw it with Willie Gay. We saw it with Nick Bolton even halfway through his rookie season. It took him a while to just get on the field and be in that kind of starting rotation at the linebacker spot. So we'll see how it works out with Leo, but I've got high expectations for him. Final thing for me, Pete, uh, we heard from chief special teams coordinator, Dave Tobe, and he's probably the best coach that we can hear from. Cause Dave is just the most honest usually. And it sounds like he said, we expect Isaiah Pacheco to return kicks for us this season. Yeah. Dave Tobe, Steve is someone that I, that I say has a happy hour press conference, right? And, <laughs> and if you're listening to this, you know what I'm talking about. You, you go with your coworkers to happy hour and, then it all comes out. And Dave Tobe is really honest with who exactly he is liking. I mean, he was trying to jog his memory for even more players that he liked. But you heard really good things about guys like Trent McDuffie, Isaiah Pacheco, Sky Moore when it comes to returner. And I think it caught me by surprise with just how honest he was about these starting kick returners. Remember, Byron Pringle went to the Chicago Bears. So we're wondering, okay, who's going to be the kick returner for this Chiefs team? And he's saying that Isaiah Pacheco is going to get an opportunity here, and it's going to be his job to lose. And He'll get that first look in the preseason game. He's looked pretty good at it at practice. And I think it's becoming more and more a case where you can write Pacheco's name in ink on the 53. I know some people had questioned uh, because he was a seventh rounder. But if he has a role as the team's kick returner on special teams as a rookie, you know he's going to be on this team. I think he'll be involved, similar to Chanel, limitedly when it comes to the offense. But I like that he's going to get a chance there. When it comes to punt returner, uh, it's Dave Tope said that McCole Hardman will, will again be back there. Uh, remember, no longer having the emergency home run hitter and Tyree Kill. So I do think there'll be room for, for other people to get an opportunity there. I know Sky Moore uh, could be in that mix. McDuffie could be in that mix for a punt returner. And then you, you watch that because, remember, as Tyree Kill became more involved with the offense here in Kansas City, he did less and less punt returning. And I tend to think that could happen if McCole Hardman becomes an integral piece of this offense now that Tyree Kill is not here. So – Something to watch, but yes, you're starting kick returner right now, Isaiah Pacheco. You're starting punt returner, Nicole Harden. 
Yeah, uh, I think that's huge. I don't think we ever doubted that Isaiah Pacheco was going to make this roster just because of his high level of athleticism and explosiveness. It's just a matter of what we'll see from him contributing on offense. Like it is exciting that Dave Tobe is already willing to admit, no, he's going to be our starting kick returner because you want to see him get on the field and get some opportunity. And I I think it it is an underrated storyline and maybe something we're not talking about enough is just this complete overhaul of the special teams unit. Uh, When you talk about names that are sometimes on the butt end of jokes like Dorian O'Daniel and Armani Watts and Ben Neiman, you kind of forget just how important they were to the special teams units, because even though they weren't necessarily these guys who sit out on defense, they were eating up a lot of those snaps. None of those players are on the team anymore. So it is a complete reset of the special teams unit. And I was, I was eager to hear who Dave Tope was, was liking. And you saw him have rave reviews for guys like Darice Fountain and Justin Watson and Brian Cook. Uh, Cook, we knew, was going to be on this roster, but we're wondering who those receivers are going to be. When Fountain and Watson are mentioned by Dave Tobe as guys that he really likes in special teams, that's how you make, you know, those 50, 48, 49, 50 through 53 players of this roster. And so uh, as we don't really see a lot from Josh Gordon, I, I, I caught myself looking at Gordon today and he was working with the threes. So as he's maybe getting phased out of maybe this 53-man roster, maybe it will actually be Watson and Fountain. So uh, we're, we're continuing to monitor that as we get closer and closer to these cuts that'll happen and eventually leading to the 53-man roster. Yeah, we joke around about it every year, but Dave Tobe always gets a handful of guys that those are Dave Tobe guys. Those are those are special teams guys, and he's going to be the deciding factor whether or not those guys make the uh, the final roster. And so when you hear him talk about that, there's there's something to what he's saying about those guys and the way they can contribute on special teams. Well, when, 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 when Gordon's been so quiet on offense, right, I, I think you start to look at, okay, well, what, can, what else can you do for me? And, and to me, that's where Watson and a fountain who has made the team over Gordon before in the playoffs uh, for special teams. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm eager to see what happens with fountain. I have noticed in, in recent days, he's been getting a little bit more time with the first team. I, I think that's a, a not really necessarily coincidence because he can help on special teams. I think they want to see what he can do on offense because eventually these guys may need to help in, you know, an injury type of, of situation. And so uh, as we again, begin to, to fill out this roster, I, I think those are players to watch another one that sticks out to me. And I just want to mention is Corey Coleman has been working a lot more with the top teams than I ever expected him to. And he's another returner candidate. So this room is getting a lot more interesting when it comes to the, the wide receivers, and, and we'll see how it shakes out as we go along with this month of August right here. He's Pete Sweeney. You can follow him on Twitter at PG Sweeney. If you want to listen to the Chiefs press conferences in their entirety, you can do so on From the Podium at the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. That's available for you right now on Apple and Spotify. Please make sure you follow along to all of our training camp coverages. Pete's daily camp notebooks are must-read if you want to follow along with everything there. And as always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. We will talk to you guys tomorrow for Day 7 of Chiefs Training Camp. 